0: To make things like this easier.
1: Um reading,
0: And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing?
1: Have fun together. Did I do good, Daddy?
0: <laughs> yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. We're gonna be completing our third in our series of scheduling routines. We we started initially with the day and then we went on to the week and this episode today we're going to be talking about the yearly scheduling and, what, and how you can organize routines and you know schedule your entire year and different methods that people are using. But before we begin, if you could head down below and hop over to iTunes. Leave us a review.
1: We really appreciate it. That would
0: be really great. And also head on over to our YouTube page. We're going to be having a lot more things down over there. Yeah, Tease. we're working on some. Working Tease. on some things. Yeah, the <clears throat> Booza Skunk Works is is, it, is in in action. <laughs> yeah, and we also, just
1: want to we want to leverage. Uh, we read a ton. Yeah, and so we are going to start talking more about books on YouTube yeah. and Instagram. Uh, we're in the middle right now of a thirty-one days of Halloween books. We're gonna. Yeah. I think we might do Christmas. We're gonna be starting to talk. more more about what we're reading. It's one of those things that uh, we do so much of and we don't really think about it. And we love getting book recommendations. And so we figure you all will like getting book recommendations too. Well,
0: And also on our YouTube channel, we do the every few weeks. If you're not following us on YouTube, if you're not following us on Instagram, do that as well. But if you're not following us on YouTube, we're doing our every two weeks or so we're doing an episode, kind of a a live vlog on (laughs) our, our journey around the world where we've combined the Build Your Library and Torchlight. Yeah. K curriculums where they go around the world, and Ariel's done some, we've done some episodes on that, and some how we she pieced the two together like Legos and built this really <laughs> wonderful program that we've been doing, and we're my goodness, we've, we've done North America, South America, and we're cruising through Europe right now.
1: Yeah, we are. And even if you're not planning on doing those two curriculum, if you just want to do like a, a unit study on Germany or something like that, you know, check out the, the channel because we're talking absolutely. about our favorite books and movies and uh, recipes and things for that country. So I think it's applicable even if you're just going to do a, a one-off unit study.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about scheduling for the year how how do you how do you think about that you know what are the different methods you know
1: right we're not locked in we yeah. don't have to you know unless there's a, some sort of state requirement we don't have to do a specific schedule and so we wanted to as we've done in the last two episodes we want to talk about some options and some ways that different families organize their homeschool year so just some give you some food for thought and some things that you might not have thought of
0: has anyone Um, done moon schooling like every 28 days or so (laughs) i'm sure somebody has somebody as we like to
1: say as as (laughs) many different types of people as there are there are that many different types of ways to homeschool because Uh, it can be so customized so uh you know let us know if we don't cover one of the ways that you schedule your year uh, we're always looking to learn to learn more but uh, these are just some ideas and and things that we've read about and that we do and other folks that we know and Hopefully it'll give you some good ideas.
0: So let's just jump right into it. Cycle schooling. What is what is that? Is that teaching on bicycles where you're you hauling them behind you?
1: Yeah. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to as Sabbath schooling, which would be uh, <laughs> like a six weeks on, one week off. But this could actually be three weeks on, one week off, four weeks on, five weeks on, one week off. The whole thing is that you you are, um, rather than taking like a specific summer break, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're going in these smaller blocks. So... These work really well if you want to do unit studies and your units are four or five weeks long and then you have a week off. One of the nice things about it is there's always a break right around the corner. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of push hard. It's kind of like when you're learning to run a 5K and you do interval running. So you like you run, 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 and then you walk. And you run, run, walk until you can finally build the stamina. So, but this is something that a lot of families really just they embrace doing this because it's mm-hmm. uh, everyone can focus for a few weeks and give some good effort and know that they're going to have a week off. And uh, families do a lot of things with that week off. Sometimes that's a great time to go and visit grandma, and grandpa, if you can do that, or um, go on a short trip. When, when those are available again. Um, or plan a bunch of field trips or some something else that's really fun that you couldn't normally do because it would disrupt your, you know, your homeschool rhythm. So yeah, disruption of the week,
0: you know, I, I feel that same pressure. So that this is a great idea where you can say, okay, all those, you know, mini disruptions that you might be planning to try to, you know, sneak in throughout the week. If you're thinking like, oh, I'll have a week and a month. Let's let's schedule everything there, that right? Or
1: if you really want to take off time vacations, I mean, not that you can't take vacations other times, but um, this is a time when you could say, "Hey, you know, every four weeks, we're gonna do something. We're gonna go somewhere for a few days, and mm-hmm. maybe that's part of your learning, or maybe it's not. But yeah, you, there's always a break coming up right around the corner, which mm-hmm. I think is a I think this is a cool way to go. And if you are Approaching things from a unit study perspective or even an unschooling perspective and you're okay with these shorter durations. It's not going to mess with your curriculum, Quan. I think it's a cool way to go. Well, it
0: also gives you a little bit of time, you know, even during that break week where you're doing some fun things, maybe even traveling a little bit or doing some camping Mm -hmm. or whatever that might be. That you get a little bit of time to clear your own mind as an educator and also… Think about the planning going forward. I know that's something that we've talked right, you about. You can with take this. a breath and like with, get with, your thoughts together for yeah, the next time. One thing that we've noticed with the around the world thing is that almost like we can't catch our breath. Like every week, oh my right. gosh, we're on to another country, right? Right.
1: We're getting close here when Thanksgiving comes. We're going to be transitioning uh, and stopping our around the world to start doing a, a winter holidays around the world mini unit study from Build Your Library for the month of December because mm-hmm. we know December's crazy and I'm not even going to try to like do our normal stuff. Um,
0: but it will give us some breathing but space. But it's going to give
1: us some breathing space. So I understand that concept of a break. Now, uh, this being said, this doesn't mean that I guess I want to caveat with all of these different options that we're going to talk about today. It's not like it has to be this way all the time. You may find families that do six weeks on and one week off, but they still go lighter or take some extra time off in the summer, or they Mm -hmm. still take three weeks for Christmas or it doesn't, again, nothing is rigid. um, But this may be like the general routine that these families follow. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want anyone to think like, you know, oh, well, if I do the six weeks on one week off, that means I don't get a summer break. Well, not necessarily, depending on the requirements of your state and how many days you have to instruct and what you've gotten done. Maybe you still do do a partial summer break or, you know, um, it's I guess nothing is an all or nothing rigid system because we're homeschoolers and we get to do what we want. (laughs) Unless somebody at a state level has told you otherwise, uh, depending on your state, you know, you got a lot of flexibility.
0: And in in that one week, you know, as you mentioned, that one week could be, you know, alternative learning where you're out going into the nature and you're getting right you could still maybe count that i mean if
1: maybe it's a uh, field trip that you're going on and there's some educational component that you could wrangle in and still count it for your state yeah there's lots of options i just don't want anyone to think like oh if i choose this way this means i don't get a summer break or i don't get right It, it nothing is all or nothing
0: yeah speaking of the regulatory chains what about traditional schooling right so this is i think like kind of that everybody kind of aligns to anyway this is
1: the most common one i think um and i think it's it's because this is a place that a lot of people start which is they will start more or less when the school year starts in the fall that's going to be a august to september type start well for
0: us for us it's after the beet harvest when the kids when the kids are Uh, done (laughs) <laughs> and they got some more free
1: time. she laughs. laughs, yeah, since we live in the burbs um so so there's there's some pros and cons with this. I mean mm-hmm. one of the reasons that you could go with this is you can take advantage of all of the um momentum and excitement of going back to school that the public school kids have. So, mm-hmm. you know, for us, for example, we have kids in our neighborhood that were off during the summer and then they got all excited to go back to school. Yeah, right. And maybe you want your kid too to be like, oh yeah, I'm starting my new school thing too, and that's exciting. For our daughter it was our parent partnership. So she got excited, oh I'm gonna get to do this too. So you know if you wanna if you wanna align with friends or family that happen to be doing traditional schooling, um, then maybe you wanna start and stop with them. Maybe you want to take breaks at the same times that they do. Uh, you know that's just depending on your own situation Um, usually those folks won't take off season vacations Mm -hmm. as often um, but you certainly can as long as you're meeting your minimum uh, days of instruction if you if you follow your state's school district calendar exactly then you won't be able to take an off-season vacation because usually they do like for our states 180 days of instruction and there's 180 days in the school year so um if we followed it rigidly then we couldn't but you know a lot of folks more or less start their new curriculum in september and more or less finish in may june um and you know there's still maybe some time for one or two off-season vacations or some other things but yeah Just know that if you hold rigidly to it, that that's one advantage of homeschooling that you won't get to to do.
0: Well, and for some people who are in regulatory frameworks that might require a little bit more oversight or a little bit more of like a documentation or an end of the year report or, you know, a yearly plan on what you're educating, you know, working towards the traditional schedule can be helpful in Mm -hmm. that matter. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you it's all the back to school sales, all that stuff, although you can still definitely take advantage of all of that stuff without having to follow the traditional school calendar. I just I feel like everybody there's kind of this societal force of this is a reset in the fall because all the public school kids go back to school. And even though we're not bound to that schedule you do feel yourself falling into it and when you look out on homeschooling forums and things that's the time of year that everybody's getting started one of the other things that you'll encounter
0: book deals curriculum sales things of that nature. right right there's
1: going to be lots of sales on stuff but you'll also find a lack of used books at that time so if you are wanting to really leverage used books you might find that to be uh, troublesome you might also find that if you're doing a popular curriculum and you're using the library that those books might not be as available one of the advantages we had when we did a torchlight pre-k which was very popular in our area we did it off by like two months yeah and from the start of the school year and we found that we never had issues getting books from the library but had we have done it like lockstep with with the regular fall start we would have had big issues with that
0: exactly yeah Yeah. we have a friend that's doing the build your library and we've had to lend her some books
1: right, because she started right in the fall, even though we're doing the same program we started it you know yeah. months and months back February or March of yeah. This year, yeah so we didn't have the same issue uh something else that you you could also encounter is that some curriculums that have uh science or nature based components may be aligned with the the traditional year, so you'll either have to do them out of order. So that's what we did. We did, we did Blossom and Root Early Years Volume Two. There's some nature-based stuff in there. We had to change some weeks around because it was like some of it was assessing uh, snowflakes and stuff and it was like, you know, April. And so it just wasn't appropriate. So we had to change some things around. Um, Like this year we're doing Blossom and Root K Nature and it does go with the seasons. And so we're starting it right now because, you know, it'll, it'll more or less align with the seasons. But that's the other thing too even though that aligns with the seasons, we're going to start it here in mid-October um, instead of early September. And that's okay. A lot of the curriculums have a little bit of grace. You don't necessarily need to start them you know, right on September 1st to be mostly in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. They're usually not super rigid, but you'll find some of them will have like holiday theme- themed things that come up and it's meant to align with the traditional school year. So just, just be aware if you're not going to run on the traditional calendar, uh, check through your curriculum and make sure you don't need to switch anything.
0: Another popular method, maybe kind of, in some respects, kind of blending, maybe the first one and the second one. You can kind of go all year round, and it's mm-hmm. something that we we do. You know, we don't really, while we do work within the the traditional schedule because we are part of the parent partnership now. You know, we, we've said a lot of times that we we go all year round. We we yeah. kind of de- gear it down slightly in the summer.
1: Right. There's different definitions of all year round. And so if you, you're going to do all year round schooling, you could do year round with no specific summer break. And just like us, we didn't have a specific time when we said this is summer. Um, we did go ahead and lighten our summer a little mm-hmm. bit, which a lot of people do. They won't do quite, uh, quite as much curriculum in the summer as they, you know, because other kids are off school, the weather is nice. You want to go to the lake and do different fun yeah, summertime yeah. activities. Um, some folks go year round, but then the summer they do something completely different. This is a time when they will do unit studies, or experiment. Uh, unschooling. Or their... s- experiment on exactly. New language, yeah. Experiment with new curriculum offerings. If you're not sure what curriculum to choose for the fall, summer could be a great time to download the first week sample of several curriculums you can get on their menu, the uh, creators' websites, and you know do a, do a week of it and see what you think. Right? It can be a, a time to play uh, if you go year round, that's kind of the thing is one thing that I like about year round schooling is that it doesn't, um, I guess I don't feel the stress Mm -hmm. like every week we have to keep on pace because I know that we have more time than is allotted. Most curriculums are going to be 34 to 36 weeks long. Uh, you know, and we're going to school, we typically school about 40, six weeks or so of the year I would say because we do take off for holidays and stuff so you know we're we're somewhere in there um and so I always feel like gosh there's buffer we have buffer time
0: yeah we have plenty of buffer time and you know especially if we're actually you know slightly ahead for her age group I mean we're we're finishing our kinder curriculums now and she's essentially starting kindergarten so not only do we have that yearly buffer we've you know we've we've been working a little bit of ahead of pace, well
1: we've uh, been working at our child's pace at our
0: child's pace and which which is turning out to be more of like a she's like midway kindergarten first grade, and so again that has built an even more buffer for us to to have fun and kind of the funny thing is it's our around the world journey won't won't end until the start of her technically her first grade year so we'll actually be doing this for a long time
1: yeah we yeah we made the decision to extend it a bit i think one of the things too about year round is it takes you out of the confines of like um I have to start this curriculum mm-hmm. in September and I have, I have to, to finish it, it yeah, in yeah. June, right? <laughs> for us, we go at the right pace for our kid. Yes. And then when she's ready to move on, we just pick up the next one and move on. We're just finishing all about reading yes. level one, all about reading level two, sitting on the shelf right here. I I bought it. We're ready to go. When she's ready, when you're ready, we'll, we'll just move on. We don't, neither do we feel the pressure to complete something in a year and conversely, we don't feel like if she got through it faster than expected, like oh, well, we're just gonna wait. We only have three or four weeks left, and we'll just uh, yeah, we're just gonna wait. We'll pick it back up again in the fall. We don't.
0: No, we just pick up the next thing and just keep going.
1: Right, we just keep rolling with it at whatever her level is. Um, we avoid having like a summer slump issue because we do continue to learn through the summer, and it helps we we don't have like a we don't have like a fall. Uh, everybody's got to get back into it that period of time that i always remember as a public schooler uh growing up where it was yeah. really hard to get back into your routine in the fall <laughs> because yeah. you had been just like watching tv all summer and so or that was just me no, um, that was me too yeah. you know we we just had been lounging and doing nada the entire summer and now we have to get up and while our kids have had to start getting up a little bit earlier because we do go to the parent partnership now and our little one goes to preschool a couple of days a week um Really, as far as learning, we haven't had to like get back into the groove. We never left the groove. We've always done morning basket. We are continuing to do morning basket. Mm-hmm. It makes it kind of nice because we don't have any pushback from our kids no. because it's not like well, it's I f- don't want to do that now. Well, it's, you, know? you know,
0: in some respects, and I, and I've I've told you this a lot of times. It's a fish and water thing, right? Or it's like you know how's what how's the water today? Is like what's what's water? You know, for her, it's just a normal day, right? She doesn't right. know anything different. Yeah, I, I we we joke about we're, we're we're coming close to the should we get rid of the crib? Should we get a toddler bed? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if she doesn't know the toddler bed exists, she'll stay in the crib until she's 12. <laughs> she won't be able to get out <laughs> if she doesn't know she can't get I, out.
1: I love that you think that well, we're what? we're like two or three months away from needing
0: to get rid of that. I know, crib. I know, but but if the kid doesn't know it's possible. They don't know
1: it's possible. I mean, at some point, the, <laughs> they'll realize that probably that their public school friends are not doing school in the correct, summer. But, correct. you know, we're doing such a unique thing already that mm-hmm. they kind of already feel like, well, I don't know. They're not doing my thing. I do. We do our thing. You know, I can already see that difference. But, but um,
0: you know, we, we, it, even in the summer, even in this respect, when we, when we go all year round. It's not a lot of time. Like, I do my morning basket. The kids aren't, you know, knocking on the door at 930 in the morning. So it's like, I can get my morning basket done. I can read a few books. And then her sister has to take a nap. If somebody knocks on the door and says, hey, we'll be out by 3 o'clock, I'll send her out right? Right. It's not even that big of a deal. It's, it's, it doesn't take that much away from her.
1: Well, right. And I think that's one of the things I really like about it too, because we have that extra, that extra time yeah. that if there's a fun day, if grandma wants to take them to the zoo on the, on the day, I don't lose sleep over it. We just no. go, Oh, we're not homeschooling that day now. And I know a lot of folks, you know, would not lose sleep over, it, but some would think like, Well, but that's one of my days. I don't have that many days. And for us, year round just really gives us this freedom to feel like, yeah, we can, hey, if there's a good deal on some plane tickets, when <laughs> that's a thing again, God willing, <laughs> um, you know, we're going to just take advantage of it and go in the middle of the school year and we're not going to care. Our parent partnership doesn't have any, doesn't have those kind of rules about absences. So it's fine. We can yeah. be gone. So we can take advantage of taking a break whenever we want it. <laughs> exactly. um, And that be that a day or a few days or a week or two weeks, because we know we have that extra time. I mean, Eventually, your slack will run out <laughs> you know i mean there is you can't just do that for the 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 whole year you know so, so at some point, all your extra buffer will be gone but
0: yeah you can't you can't you can't abuse it exactly otherwise doogie Hauser is just a normal guy and so
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know right if if doogie Howser, you know slacked most of the time, he would just be a kid who graduated high school I- <laughs>
1: Right? I don't know. That uh, was, was a swing and a miss there. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a swing and a miss. Um, the,
0: other, the other option that people can take outside of traditional or this block schedule or year-round is following a co-op or some parent
1: partnership.
0: and. You know, maybe how is that different than the traditional school year?
1: So uh, parent partnerships, if they're, you know, public school aligned like ours is, they're yeah. going to run with a traditional but school year. But even our
0: parent partnership started later then. It did, actually. That's true. We, we, our parent we were partnership... was like almost two, two to three weeks later.
1: Right. Our parent partnership does. Yeah. It started a little bit later because we had time. We had to meet with our teacher advisor to mm-hmm. work out what we're going to do for learning and stuff this year. So yeah, there was some extra stuff. But, well,
0: and, and let everybody know, we have a podcast coming up later this year where we're going to maybe go through our first yeah we'll recap our first semester yeah we'll we'll let you guys know what it was like and we've been pretty happy so far but
1: um but yeah so you would uh maybe you have a co-op and it runs on an alternate maybe it's got uh you know three trimesters for the whole year i mean whatever it is you may want to align your family with that so that that kind of sets the pace of when you start new curriculum or if
0: you're if you have an outdoor co-op or and you guys don't meet in the winter and you meet only in the summer right who knows you know moving out from co-ops you know if you don't have that kind of structured tether like we do kind of to that public school system you know our our co-op our our, our parent partnership is a public school and and, and in its technical sense. Right. Doesn't look or feel like a public school. There's too many parents on campus, first of all. <laughs> the <laughs> the kid par- walking
1: around in a giant dragon costume yeah. to class. It's oh, I it's love a very that. different uh, it's first, gonna be a fun podcast to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that. first
0: week of school was the the, the dragon kid. Uh, we'll we'll talk we'll we'll have some laughs about that one. Yeah, it's uh, a
1: different it's an alternative school. It's so,
0: funny. <laughs> so you know, talking a little bit you know more abstract, there are some families that have extracurriculars that they are very important. Like, for example, um, you may sail the Caribbean on your (laughs) 40-foot yacht. And I wink and nod to my friend. Um, You know, you may spend your summers in the Caribbean on a sailboat, right? Or you could be van schooling or you could be Mm -hmm. um, doing you know you you're a camping family or a backpacking family right or or you, you're a skiing family you you
1: ski and so you know one of these extracurriculars maybe this sets your schedule so like exactly. let's say that like that same family they love to ski, so maybe you set up your whole schedule so that the month whole month of January is off completely off because you're going to ski your hearts out
0: but even more so like if you have a like you, you know, as a corollary to that, if you have an athlete in the family. Like if you have a kid who's 10 years old and he is a really good snowboarder, or if you have a daughter who is, you know, going the distance with gymnastics, or you have a young kid who's a basketball or or anything, and you've got to travel and you've got to do those things, your AAU year may be, okay, well, we got to go from September to February. That's our big year. So we have to really focus on what what we're doing here. And so you have to adapt your whole homeschooling around it. Right.
1: And, you know... I kind of feel like there's two parts to a yearly schedule, right? There's there's the everything, and then there's the minimum. So, <laughs> you know, you may say, well, uh, okay, let's say you have a three-month season of some intense sport that you have to travel a lot for with your kid. And maybe those three months are the times when you don't do the everything, but you do the minimum. Maybe you still mm-hmm. do a little math. You still do a bit of reading Morning just so you don't, like, nature, yeah. lose your momentum on that stuff. So and and that's the other thing when you're looking at these schedules it doesn't have to be just on or off it could just be hey this is when we're going to go full and this is when we're going to go just to the bare minimum because we're really busy with these other things that are very important to our family. This is one of the other great advantages of homeschool. If you've got a kid who's an actor in a local theater and has started doing commercial stuff, we've, we've met some kid actors. And they're really, homeschooled, right? Yes. And and there's times when they're in a show and that's intensive.
0: Well, no, they might be in two shows. That like one kid that we met was in two shows. Right.
1: That's a time when they could say, hey, we're going to drop down and do the minimum. And that's the way we're going to schedule our year. So if you're a family that has an extracurricular that you love, consider scheduling yourself around that because, you know, otherwise you might be setting yourself up for failure. If you want to be skiing four or five days out of the week for a whole month, um, that's not the time to try to cram in all your regular lessons too.
0: we need to let people know we have a ski resort 45 minutes from our house. Like that's, right. That's, that's why. That's one of the reasons go. why we bring that up. Not because, oh, hey, let's go live up in Park City for the summer. Uh, no, know, we have our, a ski resort not, not too far yeah, from Yeah, I mean, it's a 45-minute drive. There's a lot of people here who ski all the time.
1: Right. There's a uh, lot of people that sail here because you know, yes, we're in exactly. the Seattle area and that's Sailors, a very popular yeah. as well. So, But if there's something that is really intensive that you know is a stressful time for your family because there's mm-hmm. a lot going on schedule your year around or, it
0: or to flip it around you know we're talking about the kids but what about the parents what if um a dad is deployed and he's coming home right f- for leave for three months y- maybe you want to dial back your homeschooling during yeah, that time period. so you can just enjoy time or, or you have a parent who is you know going to go off onto the rig the oil rig and they'll be back in six months mm-hmm. you know those type of things you can also gear your education around the availability of parents right. I mean, what's and, and that can go either two ways you could either down regulate during that time period or you can up upregulate during that time period because you'll have two parents where you can share duties and maybe you could have three months of really intensive education and then you can ease back on it when maybe you're a mother or a father and you've got to take care of two or three or four kids and the husband or the wife isn't around right okay great I don't have to do as much here because right. when, when they were off, we worked really, really hard for like three or four months and then we eased up, right? Yeah, we, we had Those some the, family friends yeah. whose
1: husband was, he would be Deployed gone on, for on like Noah, four yeah. to five weeks. It was before he was in Noah. He'd yeah. be gone for four or five weeks and then he would be like home for two weeks and then he would be gone and and, and they homeschooled and they, they planned their schedule around getting all the stuff done so that when he was home, they could truly all be off together. Exactly, so yeah. uh, I guess just don't, don't limit yourself. Any and all of these are possibilities with whatever works best with your family, but um, try to find what will work with your rhythm because otherwise, you you know, you could end up like fighting against time, right? If you don't take those weeks off when dad or mom is home after they've been traveling, then you're fighting with your kids trying to get them to do stuff and they're just wanting to spend time with their parent, right? So, you know, set yourself up for success.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Next thing is calendar schooling. So, Taking that same idea of kind of shifting your mentality around based on the circumstances, how how can people do that with respect to the calendar?
1: So some people say this goes back to my moon schooling. Idea. Yeah, some people are like we start fresh in January. Yes, we Christmas break and all the craziness, and we don't have to pick up where we left off. We just start fresh. That's when we start all our new curriculum. We just school based on the so, regular. So I like calendar. that idea
0: where you like you you try to like you know in the American holiday system, if you're not from the US, but you know, basically once you move into the middle of November, it's just holidays all the way to the end of the year. Right. Yeah. And I can really imagine like finishing your year just before say Thanksgiving, and then just coasting morning baskets, just basic reading materials and things like that. And then boom, gearing back up in, in January. Right.
1: It has a couple of good advantages. One of the things that I that is great about it is we tend to get into this like February slump time. If you have that problem, we did a podcast all about that. Yeah, we did. Yep. So go back and look at it. Maybe we can link it in the show notes. Um, but this is a good way to like put a lot of energy into the beginning of your year you've come off the holidays you start with things that are fresh and new and it helps maybe get you over what would normally be a slump time when the weather's not great we're inside a little bit and everybody just kind of has, there's this, this downtime and that real, it's still winter. It's not quite spring yet. Yeah, no, I, um, I, so
0: it's a real, it's a real feeling. I, I know we felt it last year. It's
1: time. a real feeling. There's actually several slumps throughout the year, but that's the one I think we feel the most because we can't get outside uh, what well, we can here, but it's, it's cold and dreary and everybody's just kind of, you know, you had the holidays and there's so much hype and then you come into January to try to get back into things and you just end up kind of, your momentum peters out so yeah. this is a cool way if you have that problem maybe try this the other thing that I found is really great if you are um, if you're gonna if you're gonna start in January it's a great time for used books for oh, yeah. used curriculum and stuff because what's happened is people have tried stuff through the fall and has not worked for them for whatever reason um, or they've gotten through it quicker and and so they're ready to start parting with books mm-hmm. so you can find I remember, uh, last year, before we had started our Kinder journey, I was looking for this art book, and it was out of print, and so I had to get it used. And I mean, I couldn't find I couldn't find one at all before the start of the year. And I then I looked in January <laughs> this last year, and there was like a flood of them because oh, yeah. everybody's taken their books to Goodwill. People have also gotten lots of books and things for Christmas, and so they so they cull some of their shelves and they get rid of old books. So if you're relying on used books, so even if you're not doing we don't calendar school, but still look in January or you know round there for used books if you need to buy them used. Yeah. Whatever your school calendar is, because I was amazed. I thought that was like an old wives' tale. It wasn't. <laughs> there really are a lot of great <laughs> used books in January.
0: Um. So those were a bunch of ideas to have it. But what about with respect to the regulatory environment? We always we always have to keep that in the back of our minds. You know, what are we required to do? Some. Some states have less, some states have more. Mm-hmm. You know, how do they keep that in the front of their mind when they're trying to decide which you know, method works best for them?
1: It's very important to understand what the regulations are in your state. So whatever requirements you have, if you have 180 days of instruction or however many hours equals however many days or whatever whatever the requirement is. And what I like to do is just map it out. Now, it doesn't mean that we might not take extra breaks or things, but mm-hmm. just kind of have an idea of this is what I think my year is going to be. And this is where I think my breaks are going to be. And just double check that you're within it and know how much margin you have if you decide to take extra time off. And like we said, oftentimes, if you take time off, you can still leverage something that you did while you were off for homeschooling. So I mean, don't be too stressed about it. But just know before you plan, especially if you're going to take some big breaks, that you want to make sure that you're not going to get to the end of the year and come up short. You also want to make sure that. A different state's clock where your year starts and ends at different points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure that whatever you're doing is going to align with your state. We would hate for you to get to the end of your year and have a problem. So,
0: Well, yeah, especially if you're choosing something that's a little atypical, like, you know, calendar schooling where you're starting in January. You want to just make sure that you're – if you have to do a plan – that your plan takes into account what you're finishing from the previous year and what you're starting. Yeah. From like when
1: is your, when does your state audit? Are they saying, oh, we want you to have done 180 days of instruction between August 1st and June 1st. Is that where they're measuring or are they, or is it within a calendar year or, you know, it just depends yeah. what your state does, but be aware of it, um, before you plan and you know, what you're going to do for the year so that you don't come up short.
0: So we had a bunch of ideas: cycle schooling, traditional schooling, year-round. You know, following your co-op or your parent partnership, whatever that might, whatever you choose to do. If you're also, if your family has extracurriculars or if you have kind of life situations with respect to employment, um, to consider maybe doing a method around that. It's calendar schooling, and then you know, also keeping in, in in mind your state requirements. We've covered a lot of topics here. This is the third episode in our scheduling routine series, you know, the the day the week and this is now the year. Hopefully these gave you some really good ideas. If you have a method that you are doing um or have been doing and that hasn't been covered here, feel free to hop over to our Facebook page and we'd love to hear what you're doing so that yeah. maybe you can share that with others. You know, the whole point of this is to kind of help others with different ideas that might be able to implement into their mm-hmm. homeschool life. You know, for us, we we kind of piece and nibble on a, a bunch of these. Well, yeah, as you notice, as it's no hard does, and fast yeah. Yeah. rule, right? Exactly. And so, and, and you are like with everything, we're we're navigating a path through, you know, an ice field, you know, that's unique to us. And you know, you have to pick and choose what things work. You adapt, you change, you you know, you you move around. You know, I I like this idea of discovery, and then just the more ideas that are out there, the more ideas that you know or you see that other people are doing can help you when you get into one of those sticky situations. So that's what I like about sharing these type of ideas is that, oh, hey, you know what? I remember that podcast that Matt and Ariel did about calendar schooling. I think I want to give that a try this year, you know? Try to, you know, use these ideas, see if you can change things up and tweak things, and hopefully they work out for the better for everybody.
1: You know, it's, it's nice. I like that we're not in our state at least, and and in many states, you're not locked into doing one specific thing. Like we've talked about, you could say like, yeah, I really love year-round schooling, but I also... Really love to uh, ski, so I'm gonna yeah. do two weeks in January off, but I'll do the rest of year round. Oh, I like that idea about starting new curriculum, but I don't want to start my whole new curriculum. I'm just gonna do a new history curriculum starting <laughs> yeah. in January so I can take advantage of some of that, you know, uh, traditional or a calendar schooling. Yeah, right. And, you know, the rest of my stuff I'm gonna run with a traditional calendar. And the summer I'm gonna do things a little lighter, like you could say, I like some of all of this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: And I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do cycles where I'm gonna do four weeks on my main curriculum and then I'm just gonna do a week of a unit study. Maybe it's not a break, but it's just a different week. Exactly. Like, yeah.
0: Be really creative. You
1: could really say, like, I can I have it all? Yes, you can. <laughs> and you could really do that. I want it all. Whoa, whoa. I want it all. I want, I want it, it now. Blah, blah. So so, yeah, take these ideas, mix, mash, you know, like Play-Doh, make something, make a new color with them. Um, you can do a little bit of everything if that's what strikes your fancy. These are just some ideas to, you know, give you some things to think about.
0: Now let's end it the way we always end it, something that we're into. Two words, hamster runs on YouTube. It's
1: hamster escape, really.
0: Well, yeah, it is more of a hamster escape. I I
1: come in from working the other day and the girls are glued to the TV with you and they're like, they're cheering like they're watching a sports game, right? They're just like, go, go. No, not that way. No, no, no. Go this way. They're all screaming at the TV with you. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I come and I see and it's a hamster running through a Super Mario level. Yep. That's been made in cardboard.
0: It wasn't just one level. It was eight levels.
1: Okay. I I don't get this. We well, have to explain I, this because I don't get this. I don't
0: get it either, but two hundred and fifty million views on these videos, I think says the other says uh, opposite. But anyway, the Ariel, we're in the wrong game. We need to be doing homeschool mazes or homeschool escapes. So we have our children in, in learning mazes and they're we have cameras over so them. So here's
1: so this could
0: You as the as the objective viewer of the of the insane video that we, we were watching, describe it to the people.
1: So somebody has put way, way too many hours into well, making estimate
0: the, the cardboard budget alone. I mean, I have no idea. Hundreds this is, of dollars per episode.
1: Well, you know, or just like a month of Amazon. Yeah. So they've taken a lot of of cardboard and they have made different levels with different like puzzles that the hamster needs to solve. Like, oh, it's gotta zigzag through here and it's gotta yeah. push this thing. It's gotta thing climb and, up and under things. So on the surface level, you think this sounds kind of stupid. And why are we talking about it on a homeschool podcast? <laughs> But, and I thought the same thing. I was like, why are you wasting their time doing this? And then I realized that there's definitely an educational component to this in the construction of these elaborate mazes. And our daughter is already thinking about all the things she could make out of cardboard. She's always wanting to make things. She's always wanting to make new dollhouses and rocket ships and just other things. This is like a master class in how to do stuff in cardboard. Um, And all the puzzles and stuff that they have to solve and seeing how they how they made these different puzzles is all totally STEM-y, but it's also kind of stupid. But it's, so, also, <laughs> well, yeah, but it's fun also
0: because they get to see the animal trying to solve those problems, and they get to cheer them on. And it's very entertaining. It's very colorful. The music's really nice. There's no annoying narrator
1: or anything like this. No, it's all totally wholesome. It and is. I, I, I'm, I'm going with it from a STEM standpoint <laughs> that it's really cool for them to be able to see what could be created for this little creature tra- to run through. You're,
0: you're trying to take... Uh, the get off my lawn, aerial. Put her, put her on, put her on the uh, the rocking chair, and say, "Hey, go sit over there, lady, old lady." And I'm gonna look. <laughs> like, at I'm this not a grump. I'm gonna look at this objectively. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look at it. And I say, just didn't want them I to be like. I just don't get Minecraft until we learned. Oh, it's digital Legos. I totally get it. Right. right. So it's it, not just crappy graphics. So he, it's so actually he, digital Legos. So, so here's a hamster. Moving through a maze, you know, I, I get the, you know, there's, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I, I tell you what, the, it's between Katie's Classroom and Hamster Escape.
1: They love watching it, but I think, you know, it's, it's puzzles. It goes back to puzzles. Yeah, puzzles. I, I,
0: that's what I like about it.
1: I I think that's what they like about it too. Our girls both love puzzles. One thing, if you haven't been to your local Dollar Tree lately, get thee to Dollar Tree because oh, it's a great place to stock up on kids' puzzles. Our, I'm
0: sorry, the Dollar Fifty tree. What? Well, prices are going up.
1: It's still a dollar.
0: Well, it sort of... Okay.
1: It's still a dollar.
0: Especially around here. That's pretty crazy.
1: They're still charging a dollar. Okay. They haven't changed it yet. It's still a buck. So anyways, go to Dollar Tree. They have tons of kids' puzzles there. Our youngest has just started getting into working some puzzles with like 20 pieces, 24 pieces. Oh, the, the young one, yes. Yeah. Yes. And you can get these really cheap puzzles there. Yes, they're thin cardboard. No, they're not going to last. <laughs> It's okay. She's two. I don't want to spend more. You I mean, could probably recycle every piece of it. <laughs> I love all the Melissa and Doug wooden puzzles we have. Don't get me wrong; we have several of them, but this is nice because you can have a nice variety, and you don't care all that much because if you know something gets banged up, it's just cardboard. It comes in a cardboard box. You can recycle the whole thing. Um, our daughter does hundred-piece puzzles that you can also get from Dollar Tree, mm-hmm. and there's tons of them. So if your kids really like puzzles and they like. Lots of change-up. Or if you you have this problem where you always lose puzzle pieces, then just go to Dollar Tree and get these fully you know, recyclable and, puzzles. And, and,
0: and, and the great thing about it is you get a lot of puzzles that are, you know, themed where, you know, it's, hey, it's a, you know, a Trolls puzzle. Like our daughter was really into Trolls for a while. Right. I was able to go there and buy like five or six of them and just like give her one every It's few all weeks. the popular yeah. kids stuff. It's Star Frozen, Wars, Trolls, Star Frozen, Wars, yeah. Peppa
1: Pig. I got one Peppa Pig for I our, our one, daughter. Yeah. Um, cars, there's all just like the popular, popular kids cartoon stuff, Paw Patrol, that kind of stuff. So anyway, if you haven't done that.
0: Puzzles in general, we're talking about puzzles and mazes and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. So Hamster Escape, I'll put a link below and you will, you will wonder where your, your 10 minutes went because you're rooting (laughs) for them. I'll link this, the, uh, Super Mario one. It was really cute. It's amazing.
1: It, it was cute. It's amazing what they did in, in cardboard.
0: Yeah, I, I love the, uh, you remember the big bullet from, yeah. yeah. So the hamster, <laughs> he had to go into his little kind of like sunken area and wait for the big bullet to come across over his head and he kind of like ran up. They give little food. You can see the, him eating the food along the way. So they do bait him along the way. Well, yeah, they had to give him some motivation. <laughs> well, and our our little one is kind of, what we've been watching La Palma. We we could have like, there's a lot of stuff we've been interested in, but our two-year-old's been really interested into the La Palma a volcano yeah so she is. every night it's like ah volcano dad volcano and she saw the lava in the in the dungeon thing and she goes oh no lava don't step on lava that hot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah she's, yell- she's yelling at the screen to tell the tell the hamster, don't touch the lava <laughs> 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 it was it was enjoyable it was like was good moments it was one of those you know this is
1: what we do at our house this is you know you know during
0: pandemic what else you got going on <laughs> hamster escape.